Welcome to the NFT Report. I'm your host, Clint Olson. I'm excited about today's episode. It's the last episode of the year. We're capping it off with two special guests from the 8.1 Uncaged Project. It's a project that I love. I've got Panda Man and Dewey Calzini, two founding members of the project. We're going to talk about what this project is, where it's going, what the storyline looks like, and the current landscape of the NFT market too. And where things are going. So I think this is interesting to everybody. It's it's worth listening just to hear more about this project and to get a better understanding of what it is because it's it's still very early and the project is very small still, right? So this is early on in a project that I think is doing some unique things. So keep listening to find out more. I think you'll like what you hear. Of course, standard disclaimer, everything we talk about is not to be considered financial advice. Please do your own research. I'm not your financial advisor, neither are any of my guests. So please do look into things for yourself. But I think this is a very exciting project. I'm excited for this episode. So let's get started. We'll get Panda Man and Dewey on the phone. All right. Well, welcome, guys. I, I'm happy to have you here on the podcast. Uh, you know, we're early on in the in the days of this podcast. I think you'll be the ninth episode. But uh, <laughs> it's good. Mm. It's good to have somebody on from a project, an NFT project, and and you know, kind of find out more about what you guys are doing and get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, you know, I'm curious how. I know you're you're just two members of of how many are on the team total? There's five of us total. Five of you total. Okay. Now did so maybe just introduce yourselves and then tell me a little bit about how all of you met because I'm curious about that since you're sort of distributed around sure. around the world a little bit. Would you like to go first, Panda? Oh, I'd be honored. Thank you, Dewey. <laughs> um uh, so uh, a bit about myself. Uh, so um, my uh, crypto handle was Panda Man. It's a nickname from when I was a kid. It's because I'm big, cuddly, and I I fall over all the time. I I I have no sense of you know no ability to stand up without me falling over. So that's that's, <laughs> that's the origin of that name. Uh, a bit about myself. I I've been collecting NFTs since about May or April of, of 2021. I was going to say this year, but who knows. Uh, when people read this so may or may or, or april of, of 21 and my, my role in in the project it was really uh to sort of build the the strategy behind uh the launch and the collection and uh sort of the the, the long-term plan and that's that's kind of what my career has been i i've mentioned it in in, in a couple of other places but my my career has been really as a creative strategist um, to build um, the sort of the foundations behind an idea and then work with brilliant minds like like Dewey, uh, like Tiger Alias who's also on the team, you know, like Jimmy Kerosene, like Gradients to bring it to life. Uh, that's that's kind of kind of my role. I'll tell you about how we kind of got together after uh, Dewey introduces himself as well. Okay, cool. Uh, well, first of all, thanks, thanks a lot for inviting us on. It's an uh, exciting project. Um, so I'm Dewey Calzini. The name comes from, um, as we were talking about uh, earlier, it's a reference to a Monty Python sketch about a writer called Two Sheds Jackson. And despite write, writing an amazing book, everyone just wants to talk about how many sheds he, he, he has. So I've, always <laughs> a, 
I've always found that very, very, very funny and trying to emulate it with this. I've got involved. Well, my background is I'm potentially called a creative, mainly in the uh, advertising world uh, where you come up with ideas for brands and TV shows and and radio productions. I first met Panda. We worked together on one of those brands and we've always got on very, very, very well. Yeah. And this is our first project outside the world of, uh, of real paid work together. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And, and Panda, you were going to mention how you guys all met all of your, your team. Is it yeah. work mainly? Yeah, mostly. Yeah. But like, like Duo said, we, we just always got, got along really well. We, you know, me and Duo worked on some really, you know, quite crazy, creatives we worked on I, we won't mention what the project was for but i'll tell you what it was is that we we, we created like a uh, a 3d beast that would smash onto a glass when uh, somebody walked past it and the idea was to kind of create like a visceral shock so that people would see what was uh you know what was happening on the glass and it was like it was a really cool you know idea that was quite effective and you know it, there was nobody else that you know i could have worked with to to sort of bring that to life that was Duet's idea um and uh he's he's the best art director I've ever worked with so to, to actually answer your question how we got together so after you know we we saw you know what was going on in sort of that May this year when projects were just dropping and they were they were selling out and it was they were all very poor quality projects there was there were like things like the Arabian can, camels um I'm not sure if you remember those in May but they <laughs> no, were they were horrendous. Um, I, I shouldn't say they were horrendous, but they were they, they were just JPEGs, right? Um, and there was no long-term plan. They were just pretty much just a cash grab. You know, uh, people bought them because they thought, you know, they could be like, the, you know, the next Bored Apes or whatever. But, and, you know, obviously the founders took the money and run away. Uh, and I, we kind of saw what was going on there and even saw to some extent what was going on with Bored Apes and even V Friends and things like that. And I saw that, you know, there was something missing behind there, which was the, the storytelling aspect there was a there was a lack of sort of substance and character behind a lot of these collections and you know myself and and Dewey and, and the, the full team were all storytellers and that was kind of painful for us to see these these things launching you know without a, a story behind them you know uh, so I got together with Dewey we went for you know um, uh, a very long walk you know I think the, the full day probably lasted like six or seven hours where we just walked around South London had lunch I just talked about uh, what was going on why these collections were selling you know um, what value we felt we could bring to NFTs and we thought you know what let's do this and then do and I sort of sat down and thought about who was the best storyteller we've worked with who's the best designer we've worked with and who's the best marketer that we've worked with and that's how we got uh tiger alias jimmy kerosene and gradients respectively so it wasn't like a, a meet cute thing it wasn't like you know we were at the airport and somebody drops their bag <laughs> and we all go to pick up the bag at the same time like oh my god it's meant to be no sure. it was just it was it was really you know um, we saw there was a, a gap in in these collections and we, we knew it could be de- better and we just we selected people who were best for the job and by coincidence all these people were our friends as well and uh you know everybody's friends with each other there's just there's there's a lot of common values between all five, five all five founders we we all get along so well we all have you know really really like a common uh, you know underlying drivers to do to do good and do things well and 
uh, and I think that's that's one of the reasons why everything is just kind of rolling so smoothly. But yeah, so that that, that was the story, really. So I'm, I'm sorry it wasn't that exciting, but it that, was just that's uh, okay. I, I you know I like I like that you built your team very deliberately and found the best people you could for the work you needed done. So that's uh, you know that's great. I, I think that's amazing. Uh, and it's a uh, bonus points that you're all friends and you have a very synergistic presence about you. Uh, all of you work well together. So uh, everything I've seen so far has been great. So it's very good. <laughs> awesome. So let's get to the to the meat of it then. So tell, you know, maybe tell our listeners a little bit more about this project you've put together. The, is it 8.1 or do you say 8.1? Uh, 8.1, yeah. 8, 8, uh, 8.1 Uncaged Project. Because I'm really excited about the project when I discovered it. Uh, but I'm sure you know many of my listeners have not even heard of it yet. So, oh, oh, thanks. Well, you know, first the NFT awesome. We we love you in the community as well. And the thing that makes us most excited is actually finding people like you, who who believe in the project and, and believe in us. Um, but to, to answer your question, that the 8.1 is the first true character-based story in the NFT in the NFT world where people who purchase the first character uh, will essentially be airdropped the entire universe that we're building. Uh, and it's called the 8.1 for a reason. Uh, you buy the first character, uh, which uh, an innocent guinea pig called Nails, uh, and you get airdropped seven other characters uh, as we develop out this, the, the, this universe that we're building. Uh, and I won't do justice talking about this because Tiger Alice does this much better than I do but the story that we want to tell uh, is like I said it's about Nails he's, he's an innocent guinea pig he spent his entire life in a lab he's known nothing else you know it's only those four walls he spends his he spends his day being experimented on in his evenings maybe eating his favorite food or putting on his favorite costumes and he's not happy he's not unhappy he's just living he, he's never really known what what happiness is and then he wakes up one day and, and sees that he's got a new neighbor, uh, a neighbor that drives him incessantly, uh, uh, is, 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 is incessantly annoying, drives him crazy. <laughs> um, and, you know, always touching his stuff, always eating his food, you know, always wanting to play games and nails the poor guy's never experienced, you know, or, or socialized with anyone. Um, and to him, this is just all deeply uncomfortable. And um, he thinks that, you know, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to him uh, until one day she gets taken away to a uh, to a separate and a more brutal facility. Uh, you know, he waits for her patiently to, to return when she never does. And he makes it his his mission to go and find her because he, he realizes then that what he thought was hate and awkward and things like that, really, he actually loved her. So he, he makes it his mission to go and find her. And on, on his way to doing that, he makes he comes across seven characters. He makes some friends. He makes some enemies. Um, he builds a followership. And it, it's a story of, uh, you know, of really co of camaraderie and was also of everything that we, we've been going through for the last two years ourselves, kind of <laughs> as, as, as guinea pigs in this, you know, the big, this big experiment, um, <laughs> that we're all living in. Yeah, no so, kidding. yeah. That, well, so that's, that's a really, I think this is the first time I've heard in this level of detail, the high level of the story. And so I think that's, that's really fun to listen to. I'm so the, the eight dot one is, you know, nails and seven friends. He meets the dot one is the, the object of his affection. Is that, is that the idea? 
oh, that's yet to be revealed. That <laughs> <laughs> that that's something that will be coming in the next two to three months. Um, so, but everything's very very specific in the collection. Everything from the, the traits to the way things are named to you know the, the details uh, in in the NFTs that you that you have. But the point one is a very has been. It's, it's very specific, um, but we, they, you know, that will be revealed in the next three months. So we, um, the line that we've kind of been dropping recently is that the 8.1 isn't really about the eight characters, and that, that, that I'll leave it there. Um, okay, interesting. Hmm. Yeah, so, so whose brainchild is this? Is it is it all of you together that came up with this story? Is there one person in particular that really you know, spearheaded the effort, or maybe tell tell us a little bit more about that? Well, I, I, I think go on, Panda. After you. No, I was just going to say it was collective effort, but really it's, it is Paul's brainchild. He he's the concept owner, so I, I want to pass that over to him. <laughs> well, I think I think Panda underestimates his role. I mean, what 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 was great about the way we work in industry is we have defined roles, and then we kind of present it as a finished piece of work with everyone's backing. So in in that way that's that's how we treat we treated this as a work project in some 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 ways it seemed like a novel way of 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 doing this. And you know, I've I've been involved in many kind of creative endeavors outside the the world the the, the, the world of work and what is missing is that kind of rigor that business structure allows you to to work in. So um to say it's it's just mine my idea is, is kind of incorrect, really, it is all of ours. But, uh, you know, the nascent idea came from um, from, from Tiger and myself um, working together, coming up with three or four options that would allow us to, as we say in advertising, have legs, you know, so it would run and run. So it's it's not only the interesting, there's enough depth and, uh, and enough layers there to, to, to kind of unwrap and sustain the audience interest. And then we discussed three or four ideas with the team, um, the artists and um, the designers, and this is where we netted out on. You know, and, and there wasn't a compromise of you know that that thing that usually happens when when you present uh, different different options and an, an, an amalgamation happens of a few. This was the kind of chosen one as a very clear f- favorite. Excellent, that's great. So. So, so, so far you guys have released nails. That's the only character you've released so far. And then you're releasing the other ones in chapters, right? And chapter two is coming out soon. That's sunny. The sun bear. Yes. Correct. Yep. Okay. What maybe you could let our listeners know a little bit more about how that process process works. Cause you guys are doing this in a unique way. A lot of projects, they just dump 10,000 NFTs on the market day one. They hope they mint out. Uh, and, and that's the way things go. But 8.1 has taken a very different approach to this. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I like to think so. Um, you know, uh, the, the thing that we saw very early on, because like I said, we started this in May, you know, and we were proper in like the ideation phases in June and July, but everything there was very short term. People were just launching JPEGs, right? Um, there, there was a story missing. There was the long-term plan missing. And what we did was studied what worked well with with other collections, um, and tried to try to apply that here, right? Um, so, for example, we saw with Vfriends that was the first proper utility NFT, right? You, you know, this better than I do. NFT also is that people nobody's selling Vfriends. The people who are are doing it for you know are probably doing it because they 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 need the cash urgently or. 
uh, they're doing it to flip, right? But there's very right. few people who are flipping, right? Because there's there's such deep utility behind you know behind the JPEG that makes people want to hold on to it because ultimate utility could mean increased value, right? Right. And what you saw there is that you know VFriends compared to the other collections of ten thousand has the lowest percentage available for sale. I think at the moment it's around seven or eight percent, right? Compared yeah, to very low. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, compared to MeBits, which is fifteen percent, compared to Board Apes, which fluctuates between ten and ten and fifteen percent. You know, uh, compared to um, I'm trying to think of other big ten K collections, but they, they're, they're, I think the standard is somewhere between fifteen and twenty percent. And BeFriends was substantially lower, and we saw sort of the, the, what the power of utility is, right? So we didn't want to just launch a, a JPEG that had nothing behind it because all that would happen is that people would dump it after launch and you know the ultimately everything that we bought is it's just kind of sitting there online and and you know n- nobody wants it right you know <laughs> right. We, we we wanted something that people would you know hold on to and cherish and and you know uh you know jump through hoops for and the way to do that was to add value beyond the jpeg so uh, so, you know, the, the whole idea of buying nails is that it gives you the other seven characters in the first instance, other seven chapters in the first instance, but also gives you, it's also like an access key to the, to the, to the universe that we're, that we're building. Uh, so the, well, what we're trying to do is incentivize people not to sell nails. It's as simple as that, right? To collect nails, to hold on to them. And you can kind of see it playing out right now sure. where, you know, we've got sort of uh, 500 or so uh, that have sold. And and of those, I think only 20% are for sale. So it's less than 5%, about 4% or so for sale. Um, but, you know, the, the thing that we're working on, the flip side of the uh, of uh, you know, basic economics, you have low supply, but we need to drive demand. And that's something that we're, we're doing sort of slowly, slowly and organically as well. So I actually forgot what the question was, and I just I've just totally rambled for about yeah, ten that's, minutes. That's okay. It's interesting. <laughs> I, I was I was commenting on how eight dot one is is uh, taking a different approach to releasing their their project. I think you hit on that. You, you know, you start with the nails, a limited release of that, and mm-hmm. then you know each. I guess it's about a monthly schedule you're aiming for, right? To to release each additional character. Is that is that right? Yeah. Exactly, about six weeks. The first one is going to be about two months after the initial launch, and then then after it should come out every four to six weeks. And yeah. as you release each character, you're coming out with additional chapter story material that you put up on on the website. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and we're we're teasing the story, kind of laying the, the foundations for the story. We're not releasing like a full uh, novel. We're not releasing like a full book through through this. Right. Mm-hmm. It's you know laying the groundwork for what will be the universe that we build and yeah yeah at the end of the sort of the six to 12 months uh people will have an understanding of, of where the story goes who these characters are what their backgrounds are and then that way it's not just bear it's not just a guinea pig there's there's stuff behind them right they're they're, they're somebody and that gives us you know that gives us an incredible opportunity to grow them right beyond just you know that initial jpeg each of them can have their own story their own families you know their own origin stories their own prequel sequel that that's what why we feel what we're building just has such tremendous potential long term i think also the the quality of the of the actual artwork as well is something that we we spent a long time looking at and how um how others other projects look and feel and um look there's no doubt there's lots of people 
involved in NFTs who want to flip, as 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 Pan Panda says, and, and make money. And and no, there's nothing wrong wrong with that. The whole art market is based on that. But you know, we always felt that the people should really like the thing they're buying. You know, and that and that's why we 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 spend so long trying to kind of craft these characters because they. We we hope they look very very different to the uh, the the rest of the landscape. Yeah, I, that's one thing I really appreciated about the project is the, you know the artwork is phenomenal, but it's also different, right? A lot of these profile picture projects that are coming out, and even ones that have some utility, you know, they all have there's laser eyes, and then there's you know whatever else, right? They have <laughs> the same set of attributes. They're all just copying each other, which is unfortunate yeah. <laughs> you can tell there's not a lot of thought going into many of these no. um but it's it's refreshing to see that a lot of the attributes for the nails characters and for the upcoming sunny character look to be very unique right or at least a very unique take on it uh compared to what we're seeing elsewhere so that's that's exciting well it, uh, it, it's kind that. of hard they all it all rests on that you know initial idea that if if it's if it's a big idea and there's lots of ways into it Mm-hmm. You know, if it has that solid foundation, then you can unroll it and produce diff- different things and different iterations, you know, and I think that's what's lacking as, as you say, you know, the, the repetitiveness of laser eyes and, and stuff, you, you know, because you've got to produce a lot of these things. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. it, is, it is hard to come up with a thousand different traits, you know? Sure. Yeah, it, I, it's definitely hard to come up with something original. So it's always it's 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 nice to see that in the space <laughs> for sure. So, yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so I, speaking of the, we have the the NFTs that you're dropping. You get nails. You get the subsequent characters airdrop to you as long as you're holding those nails characters. Uh, but what's what's the long term vision here? I know we hate roadmaps, but I'm kind of curious about this. You talk about the universe that you're building with this story. What do you have in mind? What's the long-term goal? Yeah, <clears throat> we got like a, a picture in our head of what what ten years could look like, but the in between, you know, is is kind of flexible. What what we ideally want to do is tell the story of each of these characters, like we said, the prequel, the sequel. You know, what's made them who they are, what's made them arrive to where they are, what happens after. You know, they've they've completed this journey with nails. Um, but you know, like and we, we've said before, that people in the team have an expertise in in taking a character, um, taking an idea, and executing it in the form of you know of TV, of you know short movies, things like that, and books. All of that is on on the cards for us, right? Mm-hmm. But we're taking this one step at a time. So in in ten years' time, we we would ideally like the story of each of these characters to be told and for people around the world to know them right to people to know you know to talk about whether they're a sunny or they're a nails right or you know the same way that they talk about friends you know whether they're a, a ross or a chandler or a joey right we want people to feel these these characters and know them like they know themselves like they know their friends and you know to to want more to what to want to know more about them and so we know what what a, a 10-year ideal destination looks like but the steps in between is is fairly fairly flexible if that makes sense okay well, at what point beyond just the regular uh the nft drops do you see kind of the next thing i know you t- there's been talk of a board game a video game even what what's the timeline look for that look like for that are we talking you know maybe a year or two out for a board game are you thinking shorter term than that what's what's the thought <laughs> Yeah, board games is something that we, you know, Gradients and I are deeply passionate about. And the way we've set up the characters and their traits, 
uh, has been with that intention as well, so that the traits and can pull through into uh, you know uh, specific moves or abilities within a board game. And then a board game is once you have that, it's easy to, tra- to translate that into a mobile game. Not quite a video game. That's a, a much longer process but mm-hmm. a mobile game you can you can translate a physical board game into a mobile game you know uh, that's probably about a year out after delivering the eight characters or so but it's it's something that we've already started to to brainstorm and talk about and you know gradient sly we we met in person for a full day after a couple of years um last saturday and we spent a couple of hours just talking about you know or, you know, ideas for our board game and how characters and traits and things like that could pull through. We were actually at a board game cafe in London, you know, okay. for that for that very purpose to get inspiration. And even even though we haven't seen each other for a couple of years, that's 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 what we wanted to do. Sure. <laughs> um, we were there for six hours on on Saturday playing board games for inspiration. I think the thing is as well that there's like um, you know, the, the, like where 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 the wild thing things are you you know the standrick um kids kids yep. book you know you made a you know david edgar's wrote a, a 90 minute screenplay based on you know a book that's six pages mm-hmm. you know? um so so you just never know where this can go really yep. really you know if, if if it gains track traction and hopefully it will you know, it, it's kind of like the primary text to to take it to other places. You you know, whether that's animation or um, live action. You know, I think I think there's there's so much that we could do with it. What's nice about it is that it's it's not advertising cornflakes or or some <laughs> or some other product. You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I think it's it's a, it's an exciting project. The storyline, the characters, all of it. It's easy to see how it could go a lot of different directions and has a lot of potential. Uh, at least, at least what I've seen so far with it. So, so that's pretty exciting stuff. And it's it's good to hear you're thinking about that long term goal. I think a lot of projects come out these days and they want to drop their initial character or initial NFT, and then like what they're going to do afterwards is almost a, an afterthought besides the canned roadmap that most of them have yeah um, it's nice it's, it's, a lot of these other projects when when they launch them it, it, uh, it's out of desperation that they come up with with different things not out of like a a plan not out of a vision or ambition of, of what they want to do so yeah. they'll, they'll drop something they'll see things are going for maybe a few days and then their floor price stops, starts to drop and their volume traded starts to drop and then uh then they're like all right fuck what do we do um yeah. part of my french right <laughs> they're like oh let's just copy what board apes have have done you know or let's just uh, say that we're working on a metaverse or it, it's um there's there's not a lot of original thinking going on around that right right now and the ones that are are the ones are the ones that i'm looking at so um, you know, we were talking about Huxley the other day in, in our uh, Discord, right? Huxley, I, I'm a big fan of because you you know that by purchasing their first NFT, you know it's not going to be their last. You know that they're not going to run away. That's uh, their first NFT is just, you know, series one of a series that they're building mm-hmm. um, and they're following through now as well. So it's, it's it's collections like that now that are are grabbing my attention, you know, uh, not short-term, you know, hype flips. Right. Even though we were, we were just talking about that before, before this call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's 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 a lot of different styles of projects out there. There's definitely the hype flips, and there's money to be made there. But uh, yeah. it's a risky it's a risky game for sure. And it, I've been in a number of projects that I thought were going to take off, and they didn't. Now I'm holding worthless NFTs that I'm trying to get rid of for tax purposes. <laughs> so, 
yeah. that's that's how it goes. But there's a lot of reactionary behavior in the in the NFT yeah. world right now, right? It's like, oh, we didn't sell out, so what are we going to do? We're going to cut the number we're going to release in half, and then we're going to do this free mint so that we sell out the rest and all this stuff. Um, and there's not a lot of real planning and thought that goes into these things long term. I think, unfortunately, though, it has it has led to a, a space in, I think, of the culture in the NFT space right now is very much this short-term mindset of, you know, buy, make two, three, four, 10x what you, what you paid for and get out. Uh, everyone wants to get rich quick. How do, you, how do you see, I guess, educating your community base to help them have that patience to stick around for five or 10 years? It's, it's hard. And that's, that's the thing to be honest amongst our you know our friends and and whoever's listening is that that's the thing that we we found hardest you know in in the lead up to launch is to attract the right type of person the right the right type of buyer not people looking to buy and and flip um uh people who are are willing to be patient and i think the people who have bought nails now are, are happy to be with us for the journey so people like yourself People like Pepe, people like Raging, the Raging Family, mm-hmm. people like Adam, you know, uh, people in in, who, in our community who, are, you know, aren't in a rush to make, you know, a twenty percent profit tomorrow, but are you know happy to wait for a project that has potentially multiples in a couple of years' time. So it, it's I, to to be honest, if I, if I knew the answer of, you know, how can we educate people about the importance of patience. It, it, our job would be so much easier, <laughs> but but you know, right now we're 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 taking things one step at a time. We're relying on our community to do a lot of sort of educating for us. We are doing outreach and partnerships and, and interviews and podcasts, and we feel we find generally when when people hear it and understand it, then they understand the rationale and you know the passion and the um, the long term vision, and then they they tend to 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 want to get involved. It's a much harder process compared to some of these other projects when all they need to do is put up a couple of different um, sort of shots of their JPEG with some fancy music in the background, work with an influencer. Um, and, you know, it's, it's an easier sell, right? People just buy um, because they think other people are buying, right? Sure. Whereas us, we're, we're trying to educate people to say, hold on, take a minute, you know, think about whether you're buying a drop or you're buying a project. You know, and when you are looking at a project, these are the things you need to look out for. And when, now that you're looking out for these things, by the way, we are doing those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's it's a bit of a, it, we we have a, a slightly more complicated process to to convince people, but we're working on it, and we're confident <clears throat> that by the time we get to the point one, people would have woken up to it, and we'll have a, a good community of of core holders who I'm hoping will ultimately benefit from from what we're doing. And, and and I think also that that idea of quality, we just hope that that sort of shines 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 through with the project. Yeah, really. I mean, you know, people, you know, the people who still have the Van Gogh over the fireplace who didn't sell it for a million is now worth twenty four million, million. You know, I know that's kind of <laughs> somewhat, but you know, you 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 need to buy stuff you like, you mm-hmm. know, that that you're happy to have rather than you know you you just want to flip. You know, right. because you you might as well be, you know, there's there's other ways to make money. Go and uh, bet bet on uh, horses or whatever. I think you know. <laughs> yeah, I and I think that's so important in this space. I, I mean, if you want to make money flipping, that's fine. But there are projects where that's going to work, and there are projects where that's not going to work. Uh, and it depends on the vision of the the founders. Um, I think this is definitely a long term, 
a long-term project. That's been my experience with it. So, but I like that. It's easier to invest. In my opinion, it's easier to find good, healthy projects that have a long-term vision and a good team behind them uh, and, and put my money there than it is to you know try to guess whether this hyped project is going to succeed on Mint or not. So, <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, mean, I mean, but but it is hard as well, you know, because yeah. it's, it's a lot of work, mm, you know, yeah. I, I didn't quite realize how much it was going to be, but it is, it, <laughs> you know, it is a full time job in many ways, you know, it's like, a, you know, it's it's it, it it needs a lot of time and, and passion and effort, you know, it's it is it is tough. I mean, it's fun, but it but it's tough. Sure. I yeah. think I think a lot of people that are launching projects these days think, you know, oh, I'll just throw together some art. I'll launch a project. I'll make a million dollars. But and maybe there was a time where that was the case, but but not anymore. And it and it requires work. I, I, how much time are you guys putting in on a daily basis just trying to get this project off the ground? We really are working around the clock, to be honest. Um, so, you know, you can you can probably tell by how much time I spend on Discord. When, whenever right. I'm on the, at eight point one Discord, I'm doing eight point one uh, work in the background. Dewey and, and Jimmy are, are working around the clock on delivering the characters, and Tiger is building the story but has a works on pretty much all aspects as well including the marketing uh, and gradients as well you can see she's on the discord all the time you know uh, helping with the marketing as well so there's a lot of man hours going into this and it's it's hard to see because all, all of the things that everything that just comes out really is at the moment is is the sneak peeks of sunny and right. to, to get to the quality that we're producing like what what do i saying is taking a lot of time a lot more time than you know, a lot of other projects probably taking and even doing their, you know, their their primary character. We spend much more time on us, second, third, fourth, fifth character. You know. Sure. Are, are you guys worried about burnout at all? I mean, it's hard. I've done. I did full time work, full time graduate school, and I don't think I did anything other than work in school, and I sort of slept. But I, I mean, how long? <laughs> how long can you keep that up? You know. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I'm quite fortunate because it's it's an awesome work. You know, it's you know interacting with you guys and and talking to you guys all day, and also you know buying and collecting NFTs as well along the way, just makes it enjoyable, right? Mm-hmm. And you you know that old phrase is that if you enjoy the work you do, it's not really work. That that's right. kind of what that's kind of what this is like for us. You know, we're enjoying it. We're having a great time. You know, from the character development side, I'll let Dume talk to that. Um, uh, you know, it's it's fun to work on the character development. I guess less fun to um, be sort of sweating all day over a single trait um, and things like that. But <laughs> it's 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 fun to think about who these characters are, what their stories are, their backstories, their future, what drives them. Uh, you know, from Gradients and I's perspective, interacting with the community and working on the marketing and the partnerships and things like that. It's all incredible, incredibly rewarding work. But we really we are truth be told, we do worry about burnout. So. You know, there are days when I'm, I just need a, a day away from Discord and a day away from computers to get some fresh air. And, you know, it's the same with Gradient Search. I, I, she took a couple of days off after the launch because she was on it, you know, 100 hours a week. But we're, we're there for each other and we help each other, you know, when we need to. And I think the, the, what the thing that we started out saying right from the very beginning is that we, we don't want this to feel like a boring corporate job for anybody. And as soon as it does, then we need to take immediate action. So we do take care of each other. But I'll let Dewey comment because I, I know, you know, working on the character side of things is both fun and quite tedious at the same time, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I mean, I think you've hit it quite well there, Panda, especially with the, 
community you, you you know there's lots of things you do you know you get feedback you know and the community is so sort of keen and, and excited and and responsive that kind of helps a lot you know it's more like um we, we we're making a comparison rather than sort of writing a a film or you know or even a a, a sitcom it's more like a a soap opera you know because you're getting reactions the whole time you know so you can kind of garner the responses and then sort of feed that into the work you know so um yeah there are there are some tedious bits and there's some annoying bits where you think their things should work but for some reason they're not but that's that's the creative process and that's also the fun bit part you know there's also bits that you think will never work and they 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 they, they get slammed together and they and and they produce a great response or something funny so it's yeah, yeah. Creative projects aren't all fun. We know we we know that, and uh, mm-hmm. and this is typical of of that. But it's it's like performing in front of an aud- an audience every single week because we get feedback, which is great. That's uh, and it's good to hear that that you enjoy what you're doing. I I know I I quit my my career <laughs> in uh, in machine learning and some other things to uh, to do NFTs full time in this podcast. And I was miserable before. I'm not miserable now, but I'm probably working more now than I was before. So <laughs> it's, it's kind of an interesting, interesting trade-off. But uh, I no longer wake up on Monday morning dreading my week. So that's that's a good that's a good thing. That's a good sign, <laughs> yeah, very good sign. <laughs> so you know, a couple of things that I I wanted to bring up because I talk a lot about projects and what to look for in a project. I had a whole episode on this at one point. And one of the things that I like to see kind of shifting gears here is with a, with a team, I want to see that they have the skills and the background uh, to, to bring that project to bear, right. To, to accomplish these things. And I know that on the website, you guys dropped some pretty big names, something like Harry Potter, the mummy BBC, you guys worked on these projects or like, this is your, where you're coming from your background. Yeah. So, you know, we, we've collectively across the team, we've got some really big names, you know, on our CVs. We, we don't want to say specifically who's worked on what, because we, we don't want to de-anonymize people. I'm sure you're going to ask us why we don't <laughs> want to do that as well. Sure. Um, but yeah, so, you know, there will come a point where we will, where we will do that and we will say who's worked on what and you'll, you'll be able to see, you know, who, who we are and, and what our credentials are. But there is a, a, a very specific reason why why we're having it, which I'm sure is what your next question is going to be. Yeah, yeah, maybe tell me <laughs> tell me about that because I like to see the teams that are that are fully doxxed, right? I'm sure we all do, um, but you guys must have a reason for not doing so because I know y- you probably also like to see that in a project that that you're thinking of purchasing. So, yeah, for sure, and you know it's 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 normally a red red flag for me as well so i do feel a bit hypocritical here mm-hmm. but it, it's for you know i i hope you you guys will see it's for a good reason which is that um the founders have all agreed not to take a penny from the original sale as a bonus to ourselves right so um it means that we we're all having to do a sort of odd jobs to basically make sure that we can keep eating and paying bills and, and things like that. And with the industries that we we work in, um, if people were to do uh, you know to search for us and see that we're leading an NFT project, it would mean that we'd struggle to get jobs these next few months while we're, this project takes off. So it, it's 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 a function of just wanted to make sure that we can keep surviving um, and that we're putting everything we can into the project, you know, financially, 
um, as well. So it's uh, it, it's just it's really practical if that makes sense. And um, I if if people really want to know who we are, then you know individually, you know I uh, I don't mind telling you know who who I am to individuals. But we, you know, we we do it selectively if that makes sense, so that it doesn't um, impact our ability to sort of find paid work and things like that. That makes sense. So, is the point at which you dox yourselves when the project is able to pay your salaries? Basically, is that the idea? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because in the meantime, we, you know, it's a very realistic scenario for each of us where we're, you know, going to start a job or we're working in a job. Uh, somebody looks up who we are and sees that we're running an NFT project mm-hmm. that it could uh, impact our, our income. Right. Um, and it's uh, a decision that we, we, we made uh, after the uh, initial mint, which we're really, really, really happy with. Cause we knew from that some that we would be able to develop the universe that we wanted to build, but we also knew it meant that we wouldn't be able to pay, get paid doing it. Right. And that this would have to be a passion project, you know, that we work on, um, and and that's what it is, right? It's a passion project that we everybody works on sixty hours a week, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, and that that's that's uh, yeah. That unfortunately, that's that, that is what it is. <laughs> okay. Do you guys have a target in mind of when you're hoping to be self sustaining with this project? Yeah, we're well, hoping by the launch of the point one, which you know could be six to twelve months. So. Well, you know, hopefully this time next year, you guys can all pop around my house. We can have dinner together, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, it's the, the launch of the point one is, is when things start to become, you know, much more real uh, for, you know, um, us as founders and also everybody who's, who's bought nails early, uh, you know, the early adopters of the project and things like that. Okay. What, what is your definition of success for this project? I know for some people it's, you know, minting out and making a million dollars or something, but for you guys, what, how do you define success for this, the 8.1? Uh, I'm going to do my answer to this question as well, but I'll, I'll start just by saying for me, it's, it's people knowing the story um, and talking about the story and talking about the characters and wanting to know more. Right. When I say people, I mean, the population knowing mm-hmm. the story, right? So people knowing who Nails is um, and wanting to see more of Nails, wanting to see more of Sunny, right? Wanted to know their their backstory. It's like kind of like Game of Thrones where it took a long time to develop the, the stories and it's still being written, but everybody wants to know more, right? Everybody wants to know. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen Game of Thrones, but it's... Yeah, I've, I've read all the books. I'm hoping he'll actually finish them, but... <laughs> yeah, me, yeah, me too. Um, but, you know, everybody wants to know the backstory. Everybody wants to know, you know, more about each character and, and things like that. That's That, for me, is what success is, right? Um, you know, we could say, throw some really crude numbers out there saying that we mm. want to be X amount at, at, by X year and things like that. Um, but for us, it's like we said, we're all storytellers. So I'll let Dewey answer the question. He's, he's probably got a much better definition. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think that's a very sweet, uh, a sweet way, way of put, putting it. And, and obviously we would like to make as much money as we can. You, you know, that, that would be sure. great. But I think, I think one of the nicest parts of it would be that we, we could do this full, full time, you know, mm-hmm. we could devote the whole time to it and, um, you know, and that anonymity wouldn't become an issue so much. And, and and you know it, that's what's so you know that that's what's so exciting potentially that keeps us sort of interested is that you know we can we we can work on this universe full 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 time you know it's like 
it's like making a a, a Disney film or something. You, you, you know, the um, sure. you you suddenly got the interest and the funding and everything, and and that is your full time time job, and that's as close to being an artist as 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 you know we're ever going to get. So at that point, I think we'll, that would be success that we've we've got enough to to keep going. That makes sense. I, what I mean, do you see? What what do you foresee the biggest challenge being? to seeing success with this project in the future? The biggest challenge. Um, the biggest challenge. The biggest challenge is the uncertainty, mm-hmm. right? Um, we, we speak about this a lot, you know, between us, don't we, NFT Austin on, on the Discord about, you know, the direction that the NFT market is is heading in, right? And right. almost the, the reputation that it's starting to build with a lot of these cash grabs and a lot of, like failed projects uh, and people losing money. And it's, it's quite sad. Like some people who, before I, you know, I announced that we were starting this project, some people who I was just talking to who are just starting out in NFTs have actually said to me that they're at a loss now, that they're, that they're, they're negative uh, now if they were mm-hmm. to sell everything. And, you know, um, that's even people who have, who started, you know, in July or, you know, started in June or, that they've just been too many poor projects around and, you know, and through no fault of their own through them sort of believing in, in the founders that they were, they were buying from that, you know, this was going to turn good. It's, it's the uncertainty of where the NFT market is going to be in, in six months by the time we launch the point one. So we're, we're doing an insane amount of scenario planning, right. Mm-hmm. Um, for, to try and understand, you know, what's the best way of executing the point one. Cause we know what it, what we want it to be in essence, but there's, there's five different forms that we can execute it and you kind of have to ask yourself do you want to ride a trend do you want to ride the a trend of like the metaverse or of gaming and things like that or do you want to you know innovate and push what you think is most appropriate even though you know you're going to face an uphill battle and even you know we discussed this earlier in, in interviews that we're already facing an uphill battle just trying to educate people about the importance of thinking thinking long term so you know our our natural tendency is to be like, yeah, we want to innovate. We want to do this purely. We want to, you know, push NFTs forward. But at the same time, it, it's it's a harder process, right? Sure. Um, and the, the really obvious thing that underlines all of that is is money, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, we built this all up organically, right? We must have spent maybe $1,000 on marketing, right? Not even that. And that was just like some really random stuff that had, you know, almost very little impact. Everything's just grown through word of mouth and even today. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're, you know, none of us come from like, in, you know, incredibly, you know, affluent backgrounds. So, um, and we don't have the largest NFT collections. I've got a couple of V friends, but uh, everything's kind of, it was massively contract contracted the last couple of months. And we don't have, you know, huge resources to, sure. to, um, to leverage. Like I, I've seen other projects, which are being, you know, driven by influencers and people have punks and apes and collections of apes and things like that. We don't have that of course. So yeah, sorry, it's a long answer, but you know, it's the balance is, um, you know, trying to predict where we're going, what the market's going to be like in six month time, time. Um, and, trying to scenario plan and underpinning all of that is the challenge of, you know, uh, trying to do this efficiently, you know, realizing that we don't have, you know, half a million to spend, sure. you know, cause you know, we, we were talking about the Snoop Dogg launch yesterday, weren't we, you know, where, yeah. you know, they were, they were going to, um, probably net something, you know, around $10 million. And, um, I know that they were doing posts with an Instagram page 
that charges $30,000 a post. I know that because they reached out to me. Mm-hmm. Right. And I saw they've done loads of posts on there. So you can get a sense of what their, um, their marketing budget was probably, you know, you know, $500,000, maybe a million dollars. And it, to them, it makes sense. You know, if we had $500,000 to spend, we would probably sell millions of this as well, but sure. it, you know, um, there's lots of challenges. <laughs> yeah. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I think it's, it's, it's tough because there's this temptation to, follow the trend. Like you said, I mean, the, what is it? Wolfgang came out. And then after that, there's, you know, five, 10 other projects that are copying exactly the same model, even the same contract for that matter. Oh, um, really? Wow. Yeah. They had the same, they were copying the contract of Wolfgang and then running into the same problems that Wolfgang ran into early on too, because they just copied the contract with different what JPEGs basically. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And, and so they're just going, I think you have to innovate, right? I think that projects now, the way to go is to innovate, do something different, do something new, and kind of look forward towards your own vision and, and really not give too much of a crap about what everyone else is doing to an extent. I think it's good to have your eyes up and, and see what's happening in the space. But yeah. you know, I'd have to say that you know, Gary V, for instance, with VFriends, he has his vision and he does not care what anyone else is doing. He's just going to do VFriends, right? And he knows where he wants to take it. And maybe he'll incorporate things in. I know he was inspired by Wolf Game for his book game stuff, but I think that uh, the the real payoff is when you're not trying to copy everyone else, and so it's refreshing to see that in a in a project for sure. So yeah, and I think yeah. also the space is just changing so 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 much, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's changed so much since we even had this idea. So I think with all best intent attentions, you could have a very very strict, albeit derivative plan, but whether that's going to work or, or have any traction in in the market in six, six, six months time, it just there's no guarantee. Yeah, it's hard to say. You've got to innovate, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure, for sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough space out there. We've seen in in a space of a year, it it feels like it's been ten years. So just because <laughs> yeah. of how how wild a variety it's been, it was profile picture projects, then it's all these staking coins, and then it was games, and who knows what's next, right? So, yeah, um, it's it's an interesting interesting space to be in. I think another thing I I just w- want to point out is that it's really easy when you're looking through NFT Twitter to think that everyone's, everyone's made it right. Everyone's made a bunch of money in NFTs and everyone's got a, you know, people have crypto punks and board apes and all this stuff. But uh, what you alluded to Panda is that I think a lot of people haven't made money in this space. Um, I would venture the majority of people have probably lost money and it's really easy to get a very rosy picture of what's going on by scrolling through Twitter or something like that. So uh, yeah. I think it's, I think it's important to have that perspective that it's it's not as easy as it seems, and it's important to really think hard about the projects you invest in, and really think hard about you know doing your homework. A lot of people don't want to do it, right? They don't want to take the time to do the homework. So, yeah, uh, it's it's a really difficult space now. Like, um, I I remember when I started in, in May, and from May through to about um, Septemberish, I was really proud that every, almost every project that I had selected. We didn't lose money on on any of them, right? Mm-hmm. That they they all were either equal to mint price or had gone up, right? Um, and now the last four projects that I've bought have all been have all gone lower than what I paid for, yeah. right? And I I had like I'm quite thorough in the ones that I do. Sometimes I do things quite impulsively, like <laughs> you know, I, I I bought the the motherfuckers. Um, that's that's literally the name of the collection duo. It's called right. the motherfuckers, um, and. Um, <laughs> 
I thought, you know, they, I thought, well, these, are, these aren't too bad. You know, it's got some names behind them. They're selling out really quickly. And I, I was just, I was like, oh, I haven't minted anything for, you know, a week or two. And I was like, all right, fuck it, let's do it. Right. And, and straight away, you know, you know, you, know, you saw, because I think there were people were able to mint 10 or 20 at a time. And then you saw that there was only like 1,800 owners of 10,000 NFTs. And there was like 3,000 on the market, you know, 30% on the market. You're like, all right, fuck, you know, where this is going to tank really quickly. Um, and, you know, the, it's, it's sad that there's just, there's a lot of projects like that now. And mm-hmm. the ones that are surviving this bear market are, are the ones that are going to, um, I, I hope were the ones that are going to, to be around in, in six months time. Yeah. I think it's, uh, <laughs> it's a wacky time in this space. You can't, it's hard. It's so tempting to be impulsive. Um, I, I fall victim to it all the time, but, um, yeah, yeah it doesn't pay off usually. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, guys, I know, I know we're about out of time here. I really appreciate both of you coming on and, and talking more about the 8.1 Uncaged and your backgrounds and how, how you got to where you are today with this. Uh, I think it's a very exciting project. I do this full time now, so I can, I can take the time to do the homework and interact with the communities. And I, I do have to say, from my personal perspective, I haven't found a better community out there than the one on 8.1 the way that everyone supports each other and the genuine and authentic conversation that happens there between not only the community members, but you as the project founders, uh, it's been incredible. So I'm happy to be a part of it. I think that anybody who takes the time to look into this project can see what we're talking about and, and would also probably be excited to be part of it. I can, I can only imagine. Maybe just take a moment to plug the project, tell, tell the listeners where they can find out more about the project and maybe some information about how they can get in on the next drop of nails. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the best place to start is by joining our Discord. Um, so if you could type in www.discord.gg hyphen the eight, the number eight point, as in the word point, P-O-I-N-T one. You can also find us on Twitter as well, just by typing in the 8.1 uncaged. Uh, and we've also got the website at uh, 8.1.io. All of those are a good starting point. Come to our Discord. Uh, you can ask me any question. Um, you can ask me what I had for breakfast. You can ask me the, you know, you can ask me what the color of my socks are. You can ask me the consistency of my stool. I will tell you anything, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> but the the next, we have weekly drops, uh, weekly pack drops, where if uh, within them you buy a pack and within them you've got a randomized nail uh, that gets airdropped to your wallet afterwards. So you get two NFTs, you get the pack and the nails. Um, and by holding a pack, it also gives you access to be able to reserve a pack each week, uh, which is quite a powerful thing to do because those packs normally sell out within seconds and we, we do our best to restrict the supply of those as well. So NFT Awesome was one of our first people to buy packs and he's seen that, you know, these sell out very quickly. So um, do. <laughs> it's, it's a good, he, he actually framed it really well the other days that he, uh, you guys actually get to control the supply on the market, which is a very powerful, powerful thing to have. Um, but um, yeah, I'd, I'd say, yeah, just go onto our discord, onto our Twitter, uh, onto our website and just come and say hello. I, I promise we'll, um, you, within this project, you'll find both founders who are committed to the community and community who are committed to the project. Excellent. And Panda and Dewey, you're both on Twitter as well, right? We are, yeah. yeah. So I'm the um, that NFT guy and Dewey, which what's your Twitter? Uh, at Dewey Calzini. Excellent. 
All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the, the podcast today. I really appreciate it. It was fun talking to you guys. It's too bad Gradients couldn't make it, but <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she, can, she can join another time. I'm, I'm sure, you know, she, um, she's an, an incredible person. Um, but, you know, and if you also, I, I, I feel bad. I didn't say it right at the very beginning, but it, it was, it's, it's an absolute honor that you've invited us to come and talk to you. You know, the, the founders have so much respect for you and your opinion and your contribution to the community. So just thank you. Thank you there from the bottom of our heart. Thank you very much. I'd echo that that as well. Thanks, thanks so much for taking the time to to to, to speak to us and, uh, and and inviting us on. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Of, of course. Well, it's been a pleasure here as well. I think you know anyone anyone that listens uh, will be it, it'll be to their benefit to hear more about you guys. So I'm excited about it. So looking forward to the town hall today. <laughs> yeah, I've got, to go and, got to go and do some work for that actually. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, we'll, we'll let you guys go. Thanks so much for joining me. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Take care. Right. Thanks very Have much. You're welcome. Have a good Bye. one. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Well, that's the end of our last episode of the year. Appreciate you joining us up to this point. Hopefully you found some value in learning more about the 8.1 Uncaged project and where it's going. I think it's exciting and worth looking at. I encourage you to take a look at it. As the last episode of the year, I just wanted to thank all of my listeners so far that have been consuming this content and hopefully finding it useful and valuable and coming back on a on a regular basis for each new episode. It's an exciting time as we go into the next year of this NFT craziness that we're all in. Last year has been wild. I expect this next year to be wild. Please keep tuning in to hear more about the NFT market, different projects that we like, in addition to bringing on more guests and more information for you to help you make better and more informed decisions with your NFT investments and the projects you choose to be a part of. As always, you can find us on our website, the nftreport.io as well as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Buzzsprout, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Please continue to tune in, leave us a review so we can find out what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, Uh, but we appreciate it and we'll see you in the new year.